the reading just before Alistair uh, gives the message is from John 10 verse 10, just one verse. And it says this, The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Lord, we come here now just to um, know you more, and to celebrate um, your birth and you in our lives. Help us to hear what you have to say to each of us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, well, it's been amazing to see you kids all dancing. I just, it has been, I've had sort of like the prime seat up here. And fantastic. The next couple of minutes is going to be a more towards the big folks, but hopefully is not going to be boring. And I have, I promised you, I've timed myself. It is really short. And if you want to hang around, you know I'm pretty brief anyway. Uh, but it's extra short. I just want to, uh, for those of you who know, we've had a sort of a health situation. So I've been away on leave uh, for the last few weeks. And I have said this on Sunday, Jason, and I'm not trying to puff you and the Shaw family up, <laughs> but aren't they amazing what they've done? And... Um, if you're visiting at St Andrews, we don't often applaud people. We, we just applaud Jesus here mostly. We're not really about, you know, puffing people up. But I just, with, Catherine's got stage four cancer and the support I've had from this church and this community and from the Shaw family um, has, yeah, it's been, I just don't have the words to express. So I just want to acknowledge that and thank the Shaw family that they have run the show better than normal over the last few weeks. <laughs> Uh, and so, as you, when, you, when things happen in your life and you have health situations, I, who's ever searched on Dr. Google? Am I the only one? <laughs> All right, I know Dr. Google's not as good as the real doctor, I get that. I'm not promoting, uh, you know, researching Dr. Google, not going to a doctor, so don't get that on anyone listening on YouTube. But I, I had to say, I've been doing a lot of Dr. Googling, uh, particularly with just our situation. And as I was, some stuff I came across was really random, because this really depressed me as a public speaker. I discovered that since the advent of TikTok, you guys heard of TikTok? Attention spans have dropped for us for 8.25 seconds. And we're now losing the battle against goldfish. Goldfish have a nine-second attention span. <laughs> Evidently, I would be better to speak in front of goldfish. That would be, that was, I, I don't know how they judge them, whether goldfish are in a message, listening to a message and people, and which one's switched off. I, I, don't ask me how that worked. But anyway, one of the things I, was, I was re came across and just as I was studying on Dr. Google was this term called Blue Zone. And Blue Zone is areas researchers studying groups of people around the world, and I need to be careful of those flames there when I walk back, at those areas of people who are living way longer than normal. Not just living way longer than normal, but living crazy active lives. Now, I've actually, I came across a TED Talk and I really, really, really edited it really, really low. It's just a couple of minutes. Can you bear with me? And I promise it's going to relate to the Christmas story. So we're going to watch just a two, three minute clip of a TED talk on blue zones, and this is a guy talking about people living way long lives and why that is the case. It's a, I've edited it to about three minutes long. Without any further ado, let's play. My editor at Geographic wanted me to find America's blue zone, and for a while we looked on the prairies of Minnesota, where actually there's a very high proportion of centenarians, but that's because all the young people left. So. <laughs> <laughs> So we turned to the data again, and we found America's longest-lived population among the Seventh-day Adventists concentrated in and around Loma Linda, California. Adventists are conservative Methodists. They celebrate their uh, Sabbath from sunset on Friday till sunset on Saturday. 
a 24-hour sanctuary in time, they call it. And they follow five little habits that conveys to them extraordinary longevity, comparatively speaking. In America here, life expectancy for the average woman is 80, but for an Adventist woman, their life expectancy is 89, and the difference is even more pronounced among men who are expected to live about 11 years longer than their American counterparts. Now, this is a study that followed about 70,000 people for 30 years, sterling study, and I think it supremely illustrates the premise of this Blue Zone project. This is a heterogeneous community. It's white, black, Hispanic, Asian. The only thing they have in common are a set of very small lifestyle habits that they follow ritualistically for most of their lives. They take their diet directly from the Bible. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, where God talks about legumes and seeds. And on one more stanza about uh, green plants, ostensibly missing his meat. They take this sanctuary in time very serious. For 24 hours every week, no matter how busy they are, how stressed out they are at work, where the kids need to be driven, they stop everything and they focus on their God, their social network, and then hardwired right in the religion are nature walks. And the power of this is not that it's done occasionally, the power is it's done every week for a lifetime. None of it's hard, none of it costs money. Adventists also tend to hang out with other Adventists. So if you go to an Adventist party, you don't see people swilling Jim Beam or rolling a joint. Instead, they're talking about uh, their next nature walk, exchanging recipes, and yes, uh, they pray. But they influence each other in profound and measurable ways. This is a culture that has yielded Ellsworth Wareham. Ellsworth Wareham is 97 years old. He's a multimillionaire. Yet when a contractor wanted $6,000 to build a privacy fence, he said, for that kind of money, I'll do it myself. So for the next three days, he was out shoveling cement and hauling poles around. And predictably, perhaps, on the fourth day, he ended up in the operating room. But not as the guy on the table, the guy uh, doing open heart surgery. At 97, he still does 20 open heart surgeries every month. Ed Rawlings, 103 years old now, an active cowboy, starts his morning with the swim, and on the weekends he likes to put on the boards, throw up <laughs> rooster tails. And then Marge Deton. Uh, Marge is 104. Her grandson actually lives in the Twin Cities here. She starts her day with lifting weights. She rides her bicycle. And then she gets in a root beer colored 1994 Cadillac Seville and tears down the San Bernardino Freeway where she still volunteers for seven different organizations. I've been on 19 hardcore expeditions. I'm probably the only person you'll ever meet who rode his bicycle across the Sahara Desert without sunscreen. Uh, but I'll tell you, there was no adventure more harrowing than riding shotgun <laughs> with Marge Jatan. A stranger is a friend I haven't met yet, she'd say to me. I, I watched that when I was watching the video. I thought, oh my goodness, I know what we need to do here in Geraldine. We need to start an over-90s skateboarding club. You've got to be 90 years or older, and we, we'll become world famous if we could do something like that. We could adopt some of those uh, habits and then just be down. I mentioned the kid, we get kids, we'd be dressed up in these little teenagers and see these over-90s. It would be impressive. And so I just had this picture of, 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 uh, of the of over 90s doing ollies down at the skate park. So why show this clip and what does this mean for Christmas? 
So what is it about these people living this abundant life? Well, we, Jesus, Christmas is about the time of the year where we celebrate Jesus' arrival. And there's a whole bunch of verses, true verses, about why Jesus came, what the purpose of his arrival. And they're all true, such as the verse, he came to take away the sin of the world. Or it's a really classic verse. It's the first verse I learned. For God so loved the world that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. But one verse and one reason of why Jesus came is from his own lips. And it's the, the verse that was said, The thief comes to steal and to destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus came so that we could live an abundant life. And actually the Greek there, what it gets to is a mathematical term called surplus. I have to say that those people are living surplus. They, at 97, doing 20 heart surgeries, you're in surplus, I'd have to say. But, that, that's not, but the, what Jesus is getting is not necessarily a surplus of years, because the reality was actually a lot of the early apostles died young for their faith. But it's a surplus of joy, a surplus of peace, a surplus of attitudes of gratitude for what goes on in our life. And it's these values that is one of the reasons that Jesus came. That he came to give us this, this abundant life. I have to say, and this has been challenging for me, because who finds Christmas a stressful time of year? Well, I, I, I know this sounds really cool. You're probably thinking really low of me. But I can think of just before we'd open the presents and do all the things, I can remember times I'd squabble with my wife. Anyone had pre-Christmas squabbles about stuff? Maybe it's just me. It's pressure. It's difficult and all these things. And I say, like, where's this abundant life? Well, so it's been authentic. At times, it hasn't been there. So maybe I suggest for you, those of you that love the Lord, a challenge. Invite the Lord into your life so that Geraldine will actually see this abundant life. Because it's not necessarily abundance of years that's been offered. It's actually an abundance of God being in our life. That's what Jesus, that's what life, real life starts having God at the center of your life. And if you know the Lord, one of the real values is the ability for others who are out there to see it. I did a, a CV, I won't say who it was, I, I, the person knows in the room, but I won't say. But I was doing a CV reference and it was a person who was a non-Christian. The person just said, I don't really do religion, I'm not into religious people. But he said, the person's reference is the best testament to the Christian faith I've ever encountered in my life because of the life they live. And that was powerful hearing that from someone who had no reason to say otherwise. And so if you'd believe the Lord, May I suggest you don't have to be doing boogie boarding and surfing at 103, uh, uh, but we should be aiming to live an abundant life. And that's the challenge for us Christians and for me, or at least it's a challenge for me because I'm not always, over the last four months, I haven't always been uh, showing the abundant life during some of the difficult times I've been through. And, for, and nextly, an invitation. If you've just turned up, you don't know anything about the Christian faith, you just wanted to come along for a kid's carol, it is awesome that you're here. Here is an invitation. Why not, on your smartphone, read one of the four books about Jesus, Matthew, Mark, or Luke, or John. We have free Bibles, or it's free online. I suggest read a contemporary version, not the King James, but one of the more contemporary versions that produced the last century, and find out whether Jesus was lying when he said, the thief comes to steal and to destroy, but I have come that they may have life in abundance.